Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three cr.org.au, three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally on first broadcasting on a Sunday afternoon from noon until one. Thanks for your company. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we pay respects to our elders past, present and emerging, also acknowledging our queer original inhabitants, including sister girls and brother boys, for their unique contributions to diversity on and around the lands. And of course, welcome to listeners of all genders, including, but not limited, to ladies and gentlemen. Any opinion expressed on this show is very much my own and not that of any organisation with which I may be connected, including 3CR. And there's lots of ways to get in touch with the show. Um, you can do it via email, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456 751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold Said So, and that's the bottom line. And you can look for the post on Facebook on my page, and the one will go up very shortly on uh, um, the Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne page. On the show today, I want to wrap up the Health Indifference Conference. I think that name must have been invented by bisexuals because it's a play on words. Um, But we'll look at it from as many angles as possible. Um, Also, there's a mountain of news going around and long-term issues. Um, Watch this space, I suppose. Um, But let's start with health indifference. I was up there in Sydney. Gosh, it already... Time time goes so fast. Um, Was up there the week before last. Um, And I think that a sign of the times happened for me even before I got to the conference. I checked in my bare under my um, hold baggage at the airport, got down the stairs of the terminal. The first person I see in one of the cafes is 14-year-old Evie McDonald. And yes, delight to see her, but um, and her mum was off, I don't know, on the loo or something and came back and was on the phone to Joe Hurst, Megan. So um, it says something that that's a sign of the times that the first people you see, happily enough, are trans young people and families. And I thought about that a lot. It's like that was almost, you know, it was just a sign of progress. And I think it's important we um, bring those things up because sometimes when, you know, the going gets tough and, you know, I want to talk about the follow-up from um, indirectly from events of last week, um, the proposed Liberal Party policy stuff, um, you sometimes think, oh, gosh, is it ever going to get any better and all that sort of thing. And I don't blame anyone if they would feel and think that way. But... um, Reality is that um, um, when you see a little sign like that, they're the little subtle indicators that, yeah, kind of we've got something going in the right direction, which is mega awesome source. So, um, yeah, good to see that happen. Um, a safe flight up. Um, 
The only challenge was getting clear from the taxi rank to about the first intersection out of the airport. It took about 10 minutes. Not sure what's going on there. But um, <clears throat> a lovely start up in Sydney. Gosh, it was 30 degrees up there the whole time. And I flew back on the Saturday when it was 17. But let's get to the gist of it. Um, the venue, the Industrial Technology Park, formerly the Railway Locomotive Yards in, we'll say Redfern slash Everly, depends on which GPS you're using. Um, but I thought a pretty good venue, and I think um, something that um, you know sort of got me that was very important. I'm not someone who is you know largely affected by physical disabilities, but it seemed pretty. Um, disability inclusive on that front to me there were um there were some rooms on a sort of upper level but there was a lift um seeing people were able to get around and you i would very much think if you've got someone like the inimitable jacks jackie brown on the organizing committee they're going to work this out right and i'm pretty sure they did but it is really not my space maybe to speak on that um there was good coffee in the cafe and there was pretty reasonable coffee even from the urns it didn't seem like it was the the international roast at all. So we had the important things sorted out. Um, layout was a bit um, um, sort of generally a bit spread out, but reasonable enough. One good thing, there was a whole stream of um, um, workshops in the breakout sessions for original inhabitants. And they had those in the same room all the time. So people could get a, you know, they could set up their space and make it feel like they want, which is incredibly important I know I've been to places like the Office of Agenda, Agenda in Canberra, and yes, my own little bitty office um, in Carlton for Transgender Victoria, and there's posters that are inclusive on the wall. I know what that means. So I think that was a really good bit of thought. Um, so, And I didn't get to all the streams, but people um, who were not original inhabitants heard that they were welcomed and just you know people were saying hey listen so we, you can understand that's all isn't that what a good idea um so that was really well done lots of good content there um there were lots of great um talks and presentations i think that was a good idea on the first afternoon to do the 10 by 10 approach they had 10 speakers in 10 minutes each and you know sometimes the opening plenaries you sit there and think goodness me i could read, read war and peace here even if they're a good speaker or they've got good material no um 10 by 10 um great speakers um acknowledging um i'm on the committee of transgender victoria i'm not just greasing to my boss brenda appleton talking about trans history the fabulous bi and non-binary Misty Farquhar, Daryl O'Donnell talking from an HIV perspective, Margarita Coppolino talking disability. I think it really framed the conference quite well. So well done for thinking that out. And I think that's that's virtually, well, you know, things change, I suppose. Um, the only thing constant is change. But I'd, I'd put that in as a great way to virtually open any conference. Short, sharp, punchy speeches, you know, keeps people interested. And if they're good speakers gets everyone in the groove, so to speak. Um, so very well done for that. And then after afternoon tea on the first day, well, um, there were many highlights. One was a repeat of the trans picker box. Um, this was on the Wednesday afternoon. And this is eight different trans people um, covering eight age groups through from Evie McDonald in her teens through to Catherine um, um, Cunningham. Um, who's a Sydney-based trans woman in her 80s, which I think gives a great perspective. Questions asked, um, you know, sort of um, um, 
of it, um, one person gets to pick a box, ask a question, someone answers it first, and then other people chip in. And I think that was really well done. Lots of perspectives and, you know, it varied. You might think generally, oh, younger people, maybe it hasn't been um, as big a journey, but um, I want to link into a story I'll come back to later. But I remember last week, of course, we had the breaking story on Sunday in Sunday's Age of um, the Liberal Party wanting conversion therapy in a few weeks before the Ages expose that it was still happening and of a young trans person who experienced it. Well, I think given that there were 440 people at the conference in the opening sort of plenary, um, it's public enough knowledge. Evie said it was her. But what got me was she was told, oh, don't tell your parents. Now, that's a disgrace. You know, to hide, um, tell your parents not to tell you, you know, tell a young person, oh, don't, you know, don't tell your parents we're abusing you. Um, And how often do we hear these right-wing conservative types say, oh, you know, um, parents have to decide what's best for their children, and here's a situation where the parent's not getting that chance. So Evie was, um, you know, amazingly well-received. Um, but all the way through, and let's see if I can remember everyone, we had Rory Blundell in their 20s, Star Lady in their 30s, Tonya Field in their 40s, Andrew Eklund in their 50s, um, that's five, Julie Peters in their 60s, Tony Painter in their 70s, and Catherine Cunningham in their 80s. So what a great range of trans people. Yes, probably a few more trans women in there, as far as I can tell, two trans men and one binary, but... And that's a challenge I think we've got to work on. It was also acknowledged right at the start that there wasn't enough people of um, people of colour, multicultural and diverse backgrounds. So I think, though, it's a great concept to have this and was really well done and did get a standing ovation, um, including from um, this old uh, middle-aged chook in a pantran, who um, it's just great to see so many people out there. It's very, very satisfying um, to see that. And... Yeah, Catherine Cunningham, you might think who was older, who might have had more difficult experiences, well, probably has, but also had a very warped sense of humour. So some trans awesomeness. I've got to get off my little bunsies and see if I can get everyone's permission to broadcast the audio on this show. I think it would be sensational. Um, And well done, of course, to Matt Parsons with the great safari suit um, who um, hosted the panel and we had the um, game show... um, Music back um, in the background, Wheel of Fortune, um, lounge music. Perhaps just turn it down a bit for those um, who are HSP and autistic, etc. But still lots of fun, and I think it was Catherine Barrett who was the assistant with the Big Beehive Week. I'm not sure. I don't want to... No, Pauline Cremieri. Maybe I'd better not out anyone as wearing Big Beehive wigs. But seriously, it added a good sense of communication and fun and, well, dare I say, variety um, to the conference. So lots more to talk about from that and I think that you know we can't get enough stories I say this a lot and of course the is a standing invitation if you want it if you're a rainbow person um, or sex positive or etc someone who if your personal story somehow connects to what this show's about all you have to do is get in touch with me and um, voila you will be in la, la studio all right um, thanks to Hildy um, who's tweeted in have a super nice show Sally and, well, you could, if you're in the Netherlands, what time is it there? Um, possibly two in the morning is Sunday. Have you been out raging? Um, anyway, I don't know. But, um, yeah, um, thank you to everyone who's listening in. All right, let's have some more music. And in honour um, of the um, many original inhabitants who are at Health Indifference, I think this 
original inhabitant, not, not saying anything, of course, about his sexuality or gender, would be smiling um, in pleasure, as much as I can say that, at this his um, Neil Murray and a song about Eddie Marbo. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. Yeah, I spent three and a half years living on the street and I know what it's like to have no hope and not to feel part of the society and I think that's where a lot of these people are. But I think we need to help people who are traumatised and help people get back on their feet and give them hope and help them um, feel like they're a part of the society again instead of just moving them on like they're an inconvenience. If it were not for ruminations, how would the views of those of us who have been homeless or are homeless, how would these views ever be aired? How would they ever be expressed? Subscribe to the station that gives airtime to people with a lived experience of homelessness. Support 3CR. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR dot org dot AU, and three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for first broadcast on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Um, well, um, talked about um, you know sort of the having a whole room and space and stream for our original inhabitants at Health Indifference, and I was just having a quick look during the um, track Eddie um, Eddie Marbo by. Um, Neil Murray and some great Australian musicians on there, no question about that. Um, sort of um, as well as um, Eddie Mur- uh, Neil Murray, I beg your pardon, on acoustic guitar um, and vocals. You had um, Seamus Majini on cool electric guitar, um, tambourine Bill Hagenberg and Hammond organ Stephen Tickle on that track. Um, but um, interestingly, I was just checking in on my daily bulletin um, from... Well, we've got to mention it because that's where it's from, The Guardian, but no cash for comments here. Um, and Gurumul's first album, uh, album, sorry, um, Dejamiri is a first Indigenous language chart topper. And Gurumul's final message is echoed from his beloved um, Yulongu country to the top of the Australian music charts. The, his first posthumous final album, now the first Indigenous language release to be the nation's best-selling album. What a great tribute. Well done, Australia, for buying it. I better get off my little proverbials and get out there and buy it myself. Um, as long as we're, as, well, we're still all rocking in the free world to give credit for Neil Young for the opening track um, pro, um, that we had at the start of the show. Well, yeah, lots happening at Health Indifference and um, just thought I'd play this message um, before I go on and talk about it. Um, so hang on a sec and we'll play it and see why. played it that shows you that um i needed i played the other one it's one of those days come and see bart willoughby's album resonance live on june the 2nd at fitzroy town hall doors open at 7 p.m and show starts at 7 30 featuring all tracks from bart willoughby's latest album resonance a combination of reggae jazz opera and middle eastern music in celebration of reconciliation week saturday june the 2nd Tickets available through tickyboo.com.au. 
Early bird community tickets available for 3CR subscribers and City of Yarra residents and workers until May 7th. Check out our Facebook page or website for further details. A 3CR supporter. Absolutely. Um, lots of great music out there, um, as, and as that's one as part of Reconciliation Week. wanted to play that one as well. And yeah, we heard um, the earlier message about homelessness, and there was good presentations on that, including um, by Cal Andrews, Ruth McNair and Anna Wark um, from um, Launch Housing on work that they've done for trans people, including release of resources. So good to see that happening as well. So many topics covered. Um, another stream of interest, a lot of disability um, coverage. Um, and um, great to see Mel and Rose um, given a, a her, their presentation again. Excuse me, got a hit up there. Um, on um, on, um, on um, autism and good sense of humour. Um, those old conference presenter gags. A funny thing happened to me on the way to the conference today. No, all happening, so that's good to see. But I think there was also good discussion on intersectionality, amongst many other things. I was very pleased to see that. That we aren't all, of course, um, one-dimensional. We are multifaceted human beings. And it wasn't just intersectionality sometimes, and perhaps understandably intersectionality can get framed in a deficit way. And yes, it happens if you're facing transphobia, and let's say you're someone like myself who also has a recognised mental health situation, you can get double whammy. Um, and, you know, let's say if you're someone who is a sister girl, you know, your gender doesn't fit society's expectations and you're getting stuff for being an original inhabitant and so on. And, of course, there's triple and quadruple and so on. But it was good to see a different framing of intersectionality, um, which was fantastic. You know, people saying, I don't want to have to choose one part of myself, which I think is, of course, totally correct. If you're being yourself, being honest, not harming anyone else, preferably being, in the words of Bill and Ted, being excellent to one another, um, then, of course, you have a right to be all of yourself. And I think that's really, really important. And one session which sadly got cancelled on lateral hostility in Aboriginal communities was hurriedly replaced by a bit of a in-the-circle conversation. Well done to Gay and Ricky from Quack Queensland um, AIDS Council who facilitated a conversation on a similar topic to what was going to be presented. And this was where this came up, that we all you know, have a right um, to be ourselves, and I think that's really important. Um, and on a similar note, one of my standout presentations, acknowledging that the presenter is just someone who I deeply admire as a person and as a friend, and that's Dr. Garvey Ansara, gave a talk on, het on cisgenderism in um, mental health practice and medical practice, but was not just one-dimensional, looked at how um, cisgenderist assumptions can leak over into neurodiversity, neurotypical thinking, and other sorts of in the in inverted commas normative thinking absolutely brilliant i wish i'd recorded it um but i hope garvey gets to melbourne and gives this talk and at the neck and future conferences this is the sort of stuff that needs to be um you know sort of a plenary talk not tucked in a stream where only a quarter of the participants can get there um or thereabouts so um you know just absolutely fantastic to see this happening at last 
and we need it at the moment. Um, well, Rockin' in the Free World was the opening track today. I don't know how much we've got left of it at times, it seems, um, with Mr Potus and all the rest of it. And, you know, it seems that freedoms are being eroded, um, you know, Centrelink robo-debts and, you know, tax office scandals and whatever else. Um, you know, we can't stand together and recognise that we're all just trying to live our lives for after the proverbial Australian fair go, mate, um, in the true meaning of the word, then I think we can get there. So it was very, very welcome to see presentations about that. Um, and um, and we'll get to talking about um, a couple of big issues in the next segment. So I'll pause on health indifference. Um, other good things, um, four sessions, a whole, a full afternoon of bisexuality. Unfortunately, yours truly was presenting at the same time and couldn't do the woo-woo to Rebecca Dominguez, um, Dylan Stanford, um, Josh Mullenberg and others, but um, great to see. And, um, you know, sort of um, um, perhaps about the only letdown, one large organisation, in my opinion, got what was an hour and a half to do a marketing session. This was what we've done, but did it really benefit consumers or practitioners or service providers? No, and I think that's a bit of a boo-boo um, and did say so in my feedback to um, the Health Alliance, which came out during the week. But overall, pretty good. Yours truly gave a, a presentation on unconscious bias, which was, according to all reports, well-received. Um, which sort of links into intersectionality to me. I mean, to me, how do you have unconscious... You can't, Once you op, you're willing to open your mind, um, well, you've got to keep opening it. Now, I don't... I'm sure I say things wrong. I'll be honest, I was a bit hesitant about how to talk about um, the late lead singer of Yotha Yindi's album. Did I do that right? Now, I'm open to feedback. If I got it wrong, if I mentioned the wrong name or shouldn't have mentioned it, let me know. But um, that sort of thing. But, you know... Um, yeah, we we need to be open to it. And if you, I get very frustrated as people know when people say, "Oh, look, um, we should have marriage equality, but you trans people should wait." Well, that's subconscious bias saying that trans people are less than equal, that sort of thing. All right, um, there's probably lots more I could talk about about health indifference, and as I say, I might play some of the panels if I can get um, all the written authorizations I need. They were really good, um, and also um, perhaps my own speech one week. But I'm going to get to the controversial issues of the week um, in the next segment after we hear a little bit from Margaret Ehrlich. Yes, <laughs> um, anyone who think this show was planned was serendipitous, sometimes not planned, because the tide does keep rolling in. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Lots of ways to listen to Out of the Pan and many other shows on 3CR. And Out of the Pan is the show that you're currently listening to. Um, first broadcast from noon to one every Sunday afternoon, Australian Eastern Time. Before I go on to other matters, obviously one thing that must get a mention out of health indifference um, great to see the intersex panel of 12 people outside of, let's say, an intersex-specific space. That's um, the most intersex people I've seen together. Um, great to see. And also, I give them full credit to intersex people experiencing intersex. They clearly plan things very strategically. There seemed to be a person experiencing intersex in every breakout session, asking questions at the end about when people said LGBTI, what are you doing for intersex? Perfectly fair. 
well thought out and it got people thinking. Um, people, you know, moving to make sure that their service say it's a counselling service was intersex inclusive. Also, great to see a few sessions from people working in the sex industry, and I will be getting on to that in the next few weeks in the light of Sester Foster and the, the debacle that, in my opinion, that is. All right, our regular correspondent, Melina, has uh, SMSed in, uh, sorry, emailed in. Um, you never get, always get your technology right. Um, I don't. I just hope my laptop turns on, but it's a new one, so it does. Um, Michael Kroger intervened to stop the motion on um, conversion therapy. Um, makes sense. And I agree with that. As one news outlet put it this week, it's his job to make sure the Victorian party wins elections. And if they go to a, an election with a policy like that, um, well, um, you know, sort of um, they're not going to win. I don't, And this is the part that gets me, you know, and again, reminder here that everything I say on this show is my own individual opinion. Um, I just, that's the part I don't understand why anyone would want to put up such a silly policy. And the thing is that, um, you know, it does seem like the state Liber- Victorian State Liberal Party, which, you know, for a long time was a bit more smaller liberal, is being insurgented, if I can use, make such a word, by right-wing fundamentalist Christians, and that's quite frightening. But um, as, um, you know, uh, Melina said here, the Menzies-Warrandyte branch of the Young Liberals, where this um, motion was supposedly initiated, had a 57% yes vote in the marriage um, postal vote. Well, yeah, totally agree. I live in the electorate of Menzies with um, Kevin Andrews as my local federal MP. Interestingly, Matthew Guy, who got other people to do his hard work for him. He's my state member for the seat of Bulleen. Um, and that they didn't do anything. And I agree with, to quote Molina's comment here, the Liberal Party has no moral authority now after they're being exposed as ruthless and extreme. In my own words, how can we, how can, I know everyone doesn't vote on LGBTI issues alone, but if it is a factor for you, it is a struggle to see how you could take the risk of voting for the Liberals. And we've seen the other things at state and federal levels. And, you know, they keep taking credit for everything. Going back a year when we, uh, two years now, it's coming up to where we had the state parliamentary apology for um, convictions of males having sex with males. Um, well, you know, you can be critical of Daniel Andrews and he's not perfect on lots of things and the politics is politics, but that speech was pretty damn good and it showed concern for people. The Liberals seem to be all about taking the credit. It's interesting that I, I think that whilst no one was perfect on marriage all along, or very few people that the Liberals are saying, well, you got marriage equality under us. Sorry, not buying that. What Look what we had to go through to get it, jump through hoops of fire every time. No. And we haven't forgotten safe schools. And I, as a trans person, haven't forgotten the state Liberals and their approach to birth certificate reform in 2016. We can't forget that. And so, yeah, it's good that this has been squashed. I just would say one thing. Was it, was it a diversion tactic? Was it a smokescreen for something else? Um, to mainstream media out there, find out as much as you can about anything else that's going to come up at this Liberal State Party conference next weekend. What else um, is, is due? Because to me, there could be something just as bad, if not worse, that's being put up. Um, and I've got to say something. As I say, I live in um, you know, Robert uh, Kevin Andrews' electorate of Menzies. And when I moved there, it's just over eight years ago, I thought, oh, this is going to be conservative. I'm a trans person. It's a bit scary. Nothing of the sort. Peeps are peeps, as they say. And um, 
the locals are lovely and I've never had a, a problem with transphobia um, the entire time. And a fun story, a few years ago I was interviewed by the project and they wanted the old um, do something every day. So I went down to the local shops, I did need a few fruit and veggies um, and went into the greengrocers and when I went into the butchers next door next time they said, you should have come into us, we needed the free advertising, they just don't care. Um, it really is the, it's like where I live is sort of like a nice part of a the nice bits of a country town where everyone knows each other and looks after each other and I feel very welcome where I live and I think... Frankly, Kevin Andrews and his cohorts are out of touch with the grassroots of the community. And on that note, it was it's good to see, by the way, that Manningham, um, the local government area where I live, is now forming a diversity and inclusion advisory committee, including prominently LGBTI. So if you do live in the Manningham local government area, live, work or study, of course, um, perhaps think about getting on there. Now, the last section of Melina's email and... Well, I'm going to give myself a few more minutes, um, and Melina says, quote, are you going to comment about joy at all, sad indeed about a prominent community station and bullying claims, end quote. Let's have a listen. Um, well, <laughs> as I say, this show isn't planned, and sometimes serendipity can fall in an interesting way. Um, after Margaret Ehrlich's, um, the tide keeps rolling in, um, well... Let's have a listen to Dire Straits and Industrial Disease. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. I'm Jeffrey. I'm Alphonse. I'm Erwin. And we, we are, are from, from the Voice of West Papua. The Voice of West Papua now has a one-hour show. We have moved from Monday 6.30 to Tuesday 6.30 until 7.30 p.m. Yes, more news and music from West Papua. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR dot org dot au, and three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally on Sunday afternoon, and yet again a reminder that any opinions um, that I express on this program are my own personal opinions and not connected to any organisation with which I'm involved. Very quickly, a few of the events coming up over the next um, little while, um, and the by discussion group is on this Tuesday. Um, yes, it is the night before a public holiday, but we will go on. And the anxiety group for trans people on Saturday morning um, in at Carlton and trans family for family members on Saturday afternoon. So things, lots coming up. And of course, we're heading into International Day Against Homophobia by Transphobia. So talking about lots of events. If you've got events for that time, um, please um, get in touch with me and and... Um, I'll give them a promo. The more we have, the merrier. Well, I've been tossing up all week about whether to talk about issues of Joy 94.9. And I'm just going to go through my own process here. First, declaring an interest. Yes, I'm here on 3CR. If I was to be ruthless, selfish Machiavellian, <laughs> you know, one would think it would be good if Joy disappeared. I'd have more listeners t- tuning into a queer show. 
I make it clear that as a community person, I don't want that to happen. I want joy to be its best. So that's the first thing. Um, so if, I've, if people think I have a conflict of interest, I hope that that deals with it. Second, I'm going to be really honest, as I've spoken about a few times on the show, I've been through a lot, um, faced a fair bit of negativity um, for being myself. But I had to check in on my own values statement about when thinking about this. And one of my 12 biggest values is courage, and it's time to tune into it. And I've got to say that this morning, just as I was pulling up to buy my coffee, so that just the thought and the smell of coffee can make a difference to your thought processes, I thought, well, last year I spoke up about the Pride Centre and what happened, and in the end we got acknowledgement that, yes, that was a damn good thing to do because, um, and, um, you know, sort of, um, um, you know, in the end, we got acknowledgement that that was the right thing to do. So I'm going to talk about joy. And as Melina's, um, you know, sort of commented, I used to be a presenter there. And, um, you know, that's part of the reason I left, which is public knowledge that in 2004, Joy supported what will hopefully go down in, go, what will go down in history and hopefully nothing ever worse as one of the worst pieces of fictional media of all time. There's something about Miriam. That's why I left as a presenter. But... Of relevance to the current situation, 24 January 2007, it's one of the worst days in my personal involvement with what I'll call the internal LGBTI community as involved to external transphobic, biphobic stuff, etc. Joy, there was a public meeting about Joy, so-called public meeting, but only members could speak, even though no one was checked for their current membership, um, at Grattan Gardens Community Centre in Paran. And what gets me? The sort of allegations that are emerging now are exactly the same as what happened then, 11 years ago, and nothing's really changed. Some people tried, full credit to former president slash chair Jed Gilbert, who tried to get a value statement going and mission and all that sort of thing, and did the right thing and started to put some, we'll say, some foundations underneath everything. So yeah, I do have experience of joy, and that remains one of the most, as I say, one of the worst nights of my life. And that's why I've been reluctant to talk. I do have to do self-care. It's triggering. Been through a lot in the last couple of years. I'm not sure I need it. But as I say, you know, I feel I've got a voice. I've got to use it. And the thing is, I don't just want a joy. I know joy says, oh, our daytime format is, quote, uplifting dance music. Well, that's a matter of opinion. I personally think it's inane pop product. And I don't see how it's anything to do with LGBTI. This myth that we all love dance music is a load of a day, a load of 1980s um, cisgender gay male stereotyping for starters. But I want to talk about some of the things that have happened. I know that that's not accurate. I heard about um, what was going on three months ago from a couple of people who one of the people who alleges allege bullying, and I won't name that person naturally without their consent. And it was exactly the same as what happened 11 years ago, people thrown out for apparently no reason. Um, you know, Joy couldn't give a reason as to why the person was taken off air, according to my, to my source. Um, you know, other things, you know, and mainstream media sources who have covered this don't have the inside information. They're very good, crikey, The Age, ABC, but no, sorry, don't have it right. And I've seen the statement from Joy's board Um you know, sort of, um, you know, disconnect with LGBTI communities. Well, I know that um, Joy is not doing it well enough on diversity. I've spoken to people of the less recognised parts of our rainbow. Low morale. Um, 
you know, a survey of volunteers indicated there was a high level of satisfaction. What about the people who had left and probably didn't get it? We went to Mardi Gras. Well, that's, again, current volunteers. It doesn't explain why people would have left. So I think that we need to be questioning the question on a lot of this stuff. Um, I also think we need to look at something. We've had very little we can cling to in our rainbow communities, and when we get organisations that are big and do something different, there's a tendency to view them through rose-coloured glasses, to accept a few crumbs and not look at everything in detail. And I think we need to do that carefully and as objectively as we can. And, you know, um, I see a common thread in, um, you know, um, what's going on here. There's a tendency, I think, in some of our community organisations to have an approach of, well, so long as it's big and glamorous, who cares about anything else? Uh, in our LGBTI community organisations, well, that approach is a good way to put on a drag show, but it's not how you do organisational management. And I see this in Joy and a couple of others um, who I think fall for the same thing. There's a lot of hype, a lot of spin, and then you blow, away, blow it all away what's underneath. And so I think this needs to get talked about. And given that there aren't too many media outlets who are going to do it, well, I'm going to do it. I'll probably get rude emails and rude comments and all the rest. And you know what? Stuff it. We need our community to be its best. We're under threat more than ever before. You know, as we just talked about in the last segment, we've got liberals proposing conversion therapy. I didn't get time to talk about today how I sometimes feel transphobia is the new chauvinism. We can't dump on women generally. I'll dump on trans, trans women in particular, and also other groups of women. And don't forget, I'll be talking about Me Too from a diverse perspective on Tuesday Breakfast at 7 o'clock with the Tuesday Breakfast crew on 3CR. Tune in for that special. So this has got to get talked about. I don't believe the um, Star Observer is going to do it, uh, with all due respect. Uh, I know the cosy relationships that have existed in the past between um, papers and the community. That's why we have 3CR, to give independent perspectives on what's going on, independent progressive perspectives, and not get caught in, to use the, the title of the previous track, by Die Straits, The Industrial Disease. So there's some opening thoughts. I suppose I've put it on the record now, um, as I say. You make a choice, there'll be consequences. I'm sure there'll be some snarky comments. Had that before. And when the last time happened, the next night I went on, Joy, and I've never told anyone this, someone emailed in and said, Sally is a bitch. And thankfully, at least, as much as I have very little respect for the presenters who did a biased interview of me, Tim Newton and Doug Pollard, um, they at least didn't put that to air. That's the sort of culture that Joy in the majority seems to attract. I want to make it clear there are some good individuals on air and off, some decent people who are trying their best, but it just seems the underlying culture is um, a bed of weeds, not a bed of good grass. And somehow we've got to trim that so joy can be its best. And Melina's um, come in. Thanks for your honesty. Appreciate that, Melina. All right, there it is, right on the end of the show. I'd better get out of here and make way for freedom of species um, and take it out today with a little bit of Jimmy Barnes and The Last Frontier. There's a verse in here which I'll dedicate to those we lost in war as a reminder of the futility of war not to glorify it. It's called The Last Frontier. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you with two great guests, Michelle McNamara and a representative from Trades Hall, next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.